going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. To our faithful listeners, you know, it's been a while, so we apologize, but we are trying to figure some things out. Our boy Mark McKenzie is back on the push uh, at his club team, playing well. Uh, from what I saw, the top-rated uh, defender in the, the Belgian league right now, according to one of those like stat sports stat something, uh, which is so great. Far, so far, so yeah, far. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's credible. I'll tell you that it wasn't. It didn't come out of just like me and, and our producer Matt just like putting together some like grades on games and just going, well, yep, according to us, he's the best. But we're back. We're on this final road uh, to Qatar 2022. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. But first, we got to welcome back our boy Mark McKenzie. Mark, what's going on, man? Oh, man, what's going on? It's been a minute, man. I, I missed you, Heath. Yeah, I missed you too, Matt. Uh, I miss the people, man. I miss you guys. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good, one, to, to be back on the field. You know, it's been a while uh, since you've had this, since I've had this string of, of games under my belt, man. And yeah, I tell you, the, the one thing any football talks about is really just being able to control what you can, and that's, that's playing matches. You know, at the end of the day, you can worry about decisions coaches are going to make, but if you can step on the field and perform, that's about as that's, that's as most the, as much as you can do really at the end of the day. So oh my yeah, guy man. is my guy is talking about controlling what you control, you know. And then like you know we found him in the Great Depression <sighs> for the last six months, Bruh. you know, trying to get. It's not hey, hey things are going good right now, but it, it's not that easy, right? Like you go Listen. through it, and there's very little you can. You talk about playing in the game, but when you get in the game, it, it you got to have the right mentality. You got to seize your chance. But even then, sometimes you're like, bro, I controlled what I can control. And I'm still out of control right now. Like someone is, somebody is affecting my life, the puppeteer. Uh, and I don't mean that's always the coach, but like they do right. have ultimate power over you. And that's the, that's the most frustrating piece of it. You know, you want to feel like you can take more control of your career, but sometimes in a lot of cases you really can't, you know, and I'll talk, you know, I can only speak to myself, but that was my situation last season, you know, in a sense of when you step on the training pitch, you want to be able to say at the end of the week, I was the best defender. I was the best player in my position, you know, and I should be on that team sheet. You know, I should be in the 11 on the weekend. And in some cases, that's not the case. You know, in some cases, the coach just has certain guys he wants to play. He has, he has to play certain guys because the club's trying to sell. You know, he has to play certain guys because mm -hmm. he just likes certain guys. You know, and for me personally, I'd rather you just tell me straight up, you're not my guy. You know, mm -hmm. just tell me you're not my guy and I like him better than you. This isn't anything against your game necessarily, but it's just how I want to do things. You know, when I, if that was the case in all situations, I'd probably be, you know, more level-headed. But, yeah, man, it's not easy. It's not easy. You know, I was in a difficult spot. You know, this past summer I was able to go home, disconnect, you know, especially after last season. You know, collectively we didn't necessarily play well. You know, individually I didn't say I was in my top form. But, you know, we ended up qualifying for a World Cup, which is a great thing. Um, you know, the team, we – gank i should say we didn't finish in, in good form so that was a, a real bummer but again i got to go home reset kind of disconnect from everything a little bit and come in new trainer this season uh new set of ideas concepts how i wanted to play you know really a fresh slate for me you know and to start the season wasn't easy either you know if i'm honest with you i still had you know uh lakumi he was still here you know in gank at the club you know and he had been here longer than i was and, and ultimately He's trying to leave, you know. Yeah, he's on, the he's on the transfer yeah. block, right? Like, you know, so, so you, know, you got two guys competing on a weekly basis, you know. One's trying to take the next step, and one's just trying to really get in the position to play consistently to take the next step ultimately after, you know. And, and that's the, the reality of football. That's the reality of the sports industry. So, in the day, things kind of lined up, and, and it worked out where he got, you know, his move, and now I'm able to, to kind of perform and, and seize my opportunity, seize my chance. So, 
Yeah, man. Has not been easy. I'll tell you right now, I was pissed. I was pissed. I will sit here and I won't deny that. But you know what I'm saying? You got to be professional about it. Yeah. But I mean, when I was in the Bundesliga, I remember specifically a player we sold to Hertha Berlin. And he was right footed. And they were doing anything they could to get him on the field because somebody, you know, he's being watched. And they wanted to move him on. He was worth something. So he was playing left back. You know, when I would be like, bro, this guy's not even left back. He's just playing over me. Like, what What has he done? Like, what has he proven? And turns out they moved him on. Like, in the real time, I didn't know where he was going to go. I didn't know what the plans were. But then you see that, like, you know, clubs do require, you know, they spent money on you, Mark. They spent money on mm-hmm. other players. Like, they need to sell players. They need to make exactly. money, right? And exactly. the team fell short of expectations. So the financials aren't there in terms of what you would get if they had finished top and got in the Champions League. Or, you know, you're talking about 930 it's about a million U, uh, well, in normal context, about a million US per point that you get out of the Champions League group stages. So there's a financial windfall that happens when you don't achieve on the field and then you have players of value that you got to move them on. So John Lukumi, he moves on to Bologna. They transfer him out, right? And, and now you found yourself in this position. And I was talking about this uh, with some people the other day of what kind of player do you think you are differently now coming into the national team than you were the last time you got called in? Are you different confidently? Is it the small details? Is it like that 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 belief or trust or form that you're in? Or are you the same player and and now you feel like, you know, it's just another chance to to prove it? Because we know that it's just sometimes you think that you're in top form and you're not. Because the athlete mentality, you don't let anything in, right? You got to have right. that self-reflection to improve. But at the same time, you can't let too much in because then you become vulnerable. You become, uh, you lack confidence and things like that. So where are you at mentally right now? Run a games, playing well domestically, people are talking about you in Belgium, about the quality and the matches that you're having. Where are you at with this stuff? To be honest, I think I'm the same me. I'm, I'm more uh, more sculpted in a sense. You know, I've had some some uh, adversity, you know, and really had to push through that, really had to make sure that the next chance that I got, I actually made the most of it. Um, so looking back to last year where I was and, you know, get called into camp, but you only have one game on your belt out of, you know, a month. It's not necessarily the peak form that you want to be in, you know, and not saying that I wasn't going to make the most of my opportunity with the national team should my name have been called. But when you fast forward to now, I've got seven games under my belt, eight, six, seven games under my belt. You know, the team is in good form and the team is in gank is in good form. We're winning games, keeping clean sheets. Mentally, I'm in a, a much freer state, you know, where I'm going out there and just playing instinctually, you know, not thinking so much about the, the, the repercussions of, you know, uh, the things that are going to happen in the game. Look, every pass isn't going to connect. Every clearance isn't going to be the cleanest clearance. But the more I can focus on the simple details, the more I can control that kind of stuff, the more I can go into the training week and compete and go out at the end of the week and say, well, I put my best foot forward. You know, I don't know about the other guys, but as soon as that weekend match gets here, I'm one of the first things on the team sheet. That right there is that that's the mental state, you know, that I'm in now. Um, and, and that's ultimately you know, uh, a reason where I feel like now I'm uh, this opportunity with the national team. I'm I'm still me, but just more well-rounded, more sculpted, you know, in a sense. Now I can step in and feel like I got the fitness. I'm not stripping about that. I got the minutes under my belt. I got the sharpness. I, I see the game. So now it's just sliding into the role and sliding into that, that unit with the national team, you know, connecting with the guys again, which isn't too difficult because, again, they've been around the group before. Um, and now, again, applying the, the, the strategies and tactics that, that Greg wants to play with. And, and I'll go out there and compete. You know, football is a simple game at the end of the day. So you go out there and 
it's X's and O's sometimes, but one round ball, 11 v 11, you know, and, and you guys got to, you got to win your battles on the day. So yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at with, with my game and, and, and being at camp now. Yeah. So obviously you're currently in camp, but just a few days ago, roster came out, you weren't selected, right? You sent the orange slices fam, uh, a voice note sort of saying, Hey, this was the conversation. You know, you're going to keep going. You got to keep grinding. You got to control what you can control. Like you said, at the top of the show. And then just a few days later, a few injury fallouts, uh, and, and you step in now in, into camp with 180 minutes left of international football before they select the, the team for the world cup. Were you shocked? Had you sort of written off your opportunity for the world cup? Has that changed or, or is it still just about like, I'm going to go out there and play? To be honest with you, I keep saying to be honest, but yeah, to be honest, it's I was focused on Sunday's match, you know, to the point where I, of course, I was disappointed with the call and not getting, you know, called into the initial uh, roster selection, right? I think any player will will, will take that and it's a disappointment. But I also know that we're in this final period now where a lot of stuff can happen. You know, we're at a period now where we got eight weeks, you know, until the, the care not was it nine weeks uh, to the kickoff of, of the World Cup, you know, seven weeks until the team meets and, and are able to prepare, you know. And again, anything can happen. So in this next period, making sure that I am as fit and as healthy as possible, you know, and I am making that decision even more difficult should the time come, you know, so that way once November, whatever it is, when the final roster selection comes out, that he looked, Greg looks at the sheet of paper and it says, I, I don't know if I can leave his name off because he has played every single match going through and he is in peak form right now coming into this tournament, you know, and, and we don't have time to get guys up to speed. You know, it's all about making sure that, yeah, you're ready, you know, because yeah. as soon as that first game comes, you, you got to be fit. You know, you're not going to have time to, to get guys up to speed on tactics and get guys, you know, that extra match. You know, it's not like this regular summer World Cup where you have that world cup tour and you can go around and you play a friendly here and you play a friendly there and then you now have a week to really prep no you f jump right into it. i think my last game is november 13th and then turn around and the the, the 21st is the opener yeah that's right 21st so yeah for me it was disappointing initially but i wasn't really too i don't want to come off saying like i wasn't pressed about it but i really wasn't too pressed about it because i know i got to focus on my club football, you know, I got to focus on making sure that each week in, in Belgium, I am dominating, you know, and I am the guy on the team sheet that's like every other team looks at. I'm like, dang, it's going to be a tough one today, you know. So yeah, that was that was kind of how I approached it once I got the call. And, and then when Saturday got here, I got the call back saying I was needed, you know, and same mentality. Now I perform on Sunday, making sure my team get three points. We're going to the national window in a good position, in good form healthy and now I have another opportunity, you know, and probably the best one of my career, arguably, you know, to go out and represent my country, but but also represent, you know, myself and, and showcase why I should be in that that final selection, you know, come November. Do, do you um have you had any conversations in camp? Have you guys trained yet or anything? Like I'm assuming you just got yeah. in so you probably had a recovery or something or you had a like a proper session? Yeah. No, I had a recovery session uh, as soon as I got in on Sunday and then uh on yesterday another recovery just because it was I think only like 17 hours since I, I last played. So, you know, a couple of recovery session and a half. And then today, you know, we're getting the, the final, you know, rest of the group in and we had a full training today. So, yeah, now we're kind of putting on the final touches as we go on to Japan. Explain to people what it's like, you know, 
we, we during my my era, we had a couple times where you could feel the intensity in camp, right? The, the quality is always high. The demand, the sharpness, the uh, like, you know, the expectations when you go into the national team of training is to be turned on all the time from the very start, right? Focus dialed in. It's intense. It's fun, but it's intense, right? What is it? What is it like in a week like this where you've got a couple games coming up, double fixture date, friendlies? But you know everybody's in a tune-up for the World Cup. Everybody's trying to prove. You know, and I go back to my my the last camp we had. It was a, the final thirty they called in to make a twenty-three camp for the twenty ten World Cup, and it was in we were training out at Princeton, New Jersey, and it was intense, man. We did a lot of fitness, but it was also just like highly intense. Where people were like, "Dude, I got one last like." Now, I think most of the roster was was sorted by then, and I know Greg's talked about 85%. I do think if you're thinking about 85% of Greg's roster, I think the only places that you're not locked in are center backs and center forwards. I think those are the two places where there is question marks in in, in form and in, in confidence and depth chart, and and I think there's an opportunity there. But what is what is sort of the mood? What do you expect the mood to be like in, in this camp in terms of obviously it's a family first and, and everybody gets on well, but... I mean, do you expect there to be a different level of intensity than than perhaps past camps? Hundred percent. I think everyone understands the urgency now because we're within weeks of the World Cup, right? You're within seven weeks of meeting again, you know, and you know that this is your last period here where you have ten days to spend quality time on the details and how do we want to play and how do we want to, you know, adjust to in, in this situation. How do we want to uh, adapt if this happens and we have two quality opponents in Japan and Saudi Arabia, both going to the World Cup, you know, come November. And they're also going to be pushing as well, right? So I think everyone feels that sense of urgency, you know, and understands the the, the importance of, of setting this camp up so that way we build into to November, you know, on a good note, not feeling like, well, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, we still got a whole lot of question marks in, in, in these different phases of the game. Now we want to step out of this camp saying, all right, we know our structure. We know our deal, our ideas, our concepts. We know how we want to play our identity. And now when we step into the World Cup, it's about adjusting on the fly, you know, and, and taking whatever punches the other teams throw at us and then moving it and putting our jabs out there as well, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think you can sense that around the camp and, and, and we're in a good spot. Uh, but, again, after these two matches, it'll be, it'll be huge to make sure we're ending on a high and not, not putting ourselves in, in a deeper hole you know, going into to a period where, again, you don't see each other for a month and a half, and then you got to jump into the biggest biggest tournament of, yeah, careers, arguably. You know, obviously, the squad sizes increased from 23 to 26. But uniquely, you know, the U.S. fan base is obsessed with our starting 11, right? And I'll tell you, and maybe it's different because we got a young starting 11. In every World Cup past, almost every player plays in the World Cup. Like, okay, third goalkeeper, no. One or two players don't play. And so there are circumstances, right? It's very, very different than what we saw in qualifying and friendlies and whatever, that you're going to have situational players. You're going to have a team. You're going to need to have defenders or strikers that can play against a deep block, against the high block, that can can defend in a deep block, can attack, uh, can, can play with a high line. Those types of things are, are circumstantial, right? Who you're going to play against Wales is very different than England versus Iran based on circumstance, right? If you go and get the results in those first two and you got to play Iran who's going to say, okay, we're going to bunker in and we're going to like make, make your life a living hell because we saw in qualifying this team struggles to break down a low block. You're going to need a team that can do that, right? You're going to need a team that can to be good in transition, that can uh, comfortable on the ball, be able to move the ball around, move it quick. And 
do you feel like the squad that 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 is being built is needs to be needs to have those taken into consideration because I think all of us are obsessed with like who do they what club do they play with in, in around the world right we we love Europe more than MLS that's just the way the fan the fan base is and and also because there is a lot of validity to the pressures that come with playing in Europe but uh, in terms of the team for you yourself I mean what is it that you're trying to prove in a camp like this to to show that you can be whether that's a starter or or a situational player or you know the type of person that that can be relied upon or is it just about Greg Greg you can see you and see that okay I can trust this guy is it a trust thing is that what it mostly is I think in some in some ways yeah you know uh, it's it's a matter of knowing when you step on the field that the team knows what they're going to get from you right they know that you're going to go out there and again every player is different you know some guys are runners. Some guys can come in the game and jump, hit the ground flying, right? You know, some guys need to start from the opening minute, you know, to, to really get into the game. Uh, and like you said, some guys low block players, some guys high pressing, some guys, you know, full, it, there's, there's so many different situations in a game, you know, and I think the biggest thing is just trust. You know, when you can look next to you or look in front of you or look behind you and know that you can trust that guy to know his role, to know what to do in this situation, to know that we're up 1-0 in the last, you know, in the closing minutes. How do we see this match out? How do we get this three points so we can now advance to the next round? Uh, and one thing I, I, I want everyone to remember is this is a tournament at the end of the day. This isn't a, a long, a, a, a year-long uh, season. This is, this is a tournament, right? And it's a tournament broken into two tournaments because you look at the first part, which is the, the, the group phase, and then you got the knockouts, right? So you get through the group phases, Seems can just skate by in the group phase, you know, and, and then they go on and make a dream run at the end, right? You know, some teams can be dominant and then go on and, and, and fall, you know, right, right at the beginning of the knockout. So I think the more trust you can have within your team, the better, because then within each moment of that tournament, you can really go back and say, look, we may not have, you know, the, the highest, what's it called, the, the, the highest value in our, in our team. But we know we're going to get guys going out there <laughs> who know their role, and it's going to make your life a living nightmare, you know, come that 90 minutes. And, and then we're going to get to the end of that 90 and say, all right, well, thank you for coming. We'll take three points. We'll head on out of here. You know, you're going to say we're trash, but, you know, we got the win, and now we're going on to the next round. You know, I think that's the mentality that you have to have in these situations because you get caught up in 11s. You get caught up in, oh, well, this guy's playing for, you know, this club, and this guy is not playing for that club, but he's playing for it. Oh, it's never apples to apples, never apples to apples. But again, within the team, I think you, you got that trust. It's going to take you a long way. Is there, have you had any, since you've been into camp, any uh, conversations about the opportunity to play or is it a depth thing? I mean, do, do you, I mean, how, are, how do you feel coming in? Not that, not that it makes a difference because you got to do it again, control what you can control, but is there an opportunity you think to go that? Are we going to, do you think we'll see? Not to give away tactics, but do you think we'll see two half teams or like are we going eighty minutes plus a few subs as a World Cup simulation? You know? I think I mean, it'll be I think with this camp, without giving away too much, I think it'll be uh, a camp where we're going to need to ensure everybody knows what to do. Um in whatever situation, you know. So yeah, I don't want to give away a whole lot. As to, as to what we're doing, and I want to play the strategic card, the tactical card, the professional card. Sorry, guys. You know, I want, I want to give you these. I want it. You know. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. 
But at the end of the day, yeah, I think it's 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 about opportunity now. You know, I think we have a good group of guys and we have a core group of guys. And if you look at the roster, it's majority, you know, majority of players are the same guys we brought into camp, you know, and through this entire cycle, we've seen different uh, ways of playing in different formations and whatnot. So uh, it'll be huge now against Japan and against Saudi Arabia to, to, to see, you know, should the tournament get here, you know, how do we adjust on the fly to, to the different tactics other teams may throw at us, you know? So again, a lot of things can happen in between, you know, now and the, the end of this window. But, you know, in all honesty, I think it's about guys coming in here to make a statement because uh, look, end of the day, nothing's guaranteed, right? You know, you can say now some guys got there for short ticket to Qatar, you know, when we get there and two weeks before, boom, things change. And now you got, you know, five, six guys you got to call up who, yeah, supposedly were out of the picture. And now you need to need them to step up, you know. And I think that's the, the biggest thing. That's the, the biggest message, you know, that, that I've, you know, reiterated to guys here since I've been here um, and that I've taken away, you know, from from my time with the national team. You got to be ready whenever you're called on. So I think that's my, my most professional answer to give you guys. I appreciate that, you know, and that's just the reality of, you know, we went from to take it away from the defenders. I mean, look at Josh Sargent's form, like out of national team back in. He's in peak form. Ricardo Pepe, almost a year since he scored, gets a loan move, change of scenario, change of environment. You could see his his body language has completely changed in just a few days of, of having something something new of come, playing playing in the second half and then getting getting the start in the next game that. Things change quickly in the national team. Circumstances change. Nothing is set in, in stone. There are the core guys, right? Like there are the guys we know that Greg needs, that Greg wants, that have proven themselves as well. And then and then there is a large group that's going to be based on form. I go back again right. to my my World Cup. Like, yeah, I was I was going to ask you about that experience going into the World Cup. You know, how did things change? You know, was that was there a, a core group? And yeah, of course we know the outcome and everything, but building up to it, yeah. But building up, it was like um, at the center back position, Clarence Goodson hadn't been a big part of the national team leading up. He went to the World Cup. You had up top, you had Edson Buttle, you had Robbie Finley, you had Hercules Gomez all in peak form. Mm -hmm. They hadn't been really part of, uh, maybe, you know, in and out, but like ne not part of the core. Right. Through qualifying, right? But it was a form thing. And so when you look at it, I'm trying to think through the midfield, who was in or who was out, but there are it, there are things that you don't expect if you were to go to the end of qualifying and and who was the ones contributing uh, and who goes to a World Cup. That's just the reality of the process. Now with 26, who knows which way Greg leans for those extra players, but a lot of it's going to be about form to know that that like I need to know, you know, it's trust and form because we know they're, they're, the rules don't apply to certain people in the national team or at the club team, right? There are guys that can train like crap at the club team and play every weekend. There are guys right. in the national team. You can make as many statements as you want saying you need to be playing, you need to be playing well, or you need to be playing better competition. And you can check all those boxes and still find yourself on the outside looking in, right? And then you can see guys that uh, are in regular environments or in good environments and not getting a minute, and they get called in. That's just, that will always be. That's in every national team in the world. That is the reality, right? Because a coach has to make exactly. tough decisions, and he's he's might speak about the ideal world that he wants to live in. But there's also the ones that you need to be able to look at and go, I can trust you. Or your form is undeniable. Like your form mm -hmm. makes me trust you knowing that there is a hundredth of a second to process a thought. And I need to know that you're going to make that right thought in the game. Because if not, you're going to cost us a match in a World Cup and we can't have that. And that could be because you're playing regularly and you're in top form. Or it could be because 
Greg could look you in the eyes and go, you know what? You're one of my guys. I can tell. You're not going to let this team down. And when I look around and I look in the room in tough moments, you're going to be one that delivers for me. And that's a mix of form and, and, and gut, right? And that was the same thing in our, in our World Cup. And so I do think there's going to be, when that roster comes out, you know, probably a lot of predictability, but also a, a, a few things that where you're like, hey, man, it's time and place, right? If, if, if you looked at the history like, uh, of, of other national teams in form, you move that World Cup forward two months or back two months, people aren't in that team. You know, the roster yep. changes and it's not just about like, this is a clear and set 23 or 26 come world cup time. It's a fluid process. And where we go now, eight weeks out, right? <laughs> we saw this, Look how many guys have dropped out of this camp with, with small injuries. We got big in injuries. You got, you got, um, Robinson out doing his, uh, his Achilles. And then mm -hmm. you got Jedi Robinson, uh, with a little knock, like the team that you want and the team you get is also already an issue. And then you add that to form of saying, okay, now they're coming back from injury. What's their form? Are they ready? Oguchi Onyewo in 2010 wasn't ready to go to the World Cup, but Bob was like, you know what? He's one of my best. I need, I need him. I'm going to need him. And he's up playing, but, but he, wasn't, he wasn't the Gucci we all knew at that point, right? Uh, and so there's right. tough decisions to make, and none of it's easy. Um, that I do expect with 26 players, there could be a one or two flyers that, you know, depending on where Greg uses them, might not fit the mold or or the flow of the conversation that maybe a lot of the U.S. soccer co community has been having about like the twenty six that they would select based on who's been playing and who hasn't. So, yeah. In other in other words, I think it's why I still think there's a lot wide open to to be proven in this camp and and then beyond this camp, the final six weeks into the World Cup. Exactly, and and the one thing I always go back to is this World Cup is in November, which is in the middle of the season. You know, so. There's so many things that can happen, you know, if we think about, you know, regular World Cup being in the summer, and I think I talked on it earlier, you have that buildup. So even if you're not playing, sometimes you can get a match or two under your belt in that summer tour. Now you don't get that. You jump right into the tournament. It's like a week you play, and then the following week you play another game. You know, it's almost as if you are playing still within the season. You know, you're playing, you know, some guys are playing every three days, you know, and that's what it's going to be like. So that's the reality. Some guys that people want to see are, are, aren't going to be there, and some guys who people want to see are going to be there, and then you're going to have some guys who come out of the woodworks maybe, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and, and surprise a lot of people in this last six weeks, you know, and I think that's going to be the, the interesting part. But I think as a player, that's the fun part. You know, that's the part where mm -hmm. you now really get to dig deep, you know, and really dive into your game and push, you know, yourself, push the guys, you know, around you because, uh, again, should your name be called, you want to go there knowing that you, you, you're prepared fully, you know, and not feeling like you, you were complacent, you know, in that final period because you think, uh, you know, I got my ticket, you know, I'm straight, you know, I, all I got to do is just stay healthy and, you know, I'm good to go. You know, I think, uh, I don't think that's the situation with anybody in this team, but to be able to, to, to have that fire, you know, underneath you, you know, not feel like that is, is going to be huge going into, going into the World Cup. And I'm excited about it. I know the guys are excited about it. So, um, we got a lot of first-time World Cupers. I think that's the term. I mean, it might it might be one, maybe one, one player that's gone to a World Cup in this squad. Right? <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly. So I mean, I'm yeah, trying to think it. of who who's who's currently in in this even in this crop that that's been part of the past. Basically, DeAndre, DeAndre Yedlin is it not? Is there anybody else? He's he's the only one, and and he's on the fringe right now of of making this squad. Obviously, called in and and 
you know, we're seeing some depth at, at the right position with Reggie Cannon, with yeah. Virginia Best, with Yedlin. So it's going to come down to it, but it's going to be wild if you got zero players who played in the World Cup before going to going to a World Cup. But what an exciting experience, regardless. I think this is good for today. I think I think wanted to get you back going again. Appreciate you sharing all this stuff with us. We got a little over two months till the World Cup, so we're going to try to get this going every week again. Just give people updates, and we're going to try to have as many guests as we can. If we don't, we'll at least have check-ins just because I think this is a really unique insight into what you're going through as we get closer to the World Cup to share sort of what's going on with you. You'll go back to your club team and, and each week you know, kind of be able to kind of weigh where you're at right now in your playing time and, and where the national team is at and, and have a great discussion. So make sure you guys tell your friends and subscribe and tune in to the U.S. matches over the next couple of weeks and keep an eye on Mark and Genk so you're in on the conversation. And obviously... You know, that that U.S. game is, uh, I think it's at 825 or something uh, Eastern time on Friday, the first yeah. game uh, with with it being, uh, I know that because it's 525 a.m. where I'm at. Uh, so it's going to yeah, be I'm sure, you know. <laughs> an, an early one. And also, if you're in L.A., make sure you come out to see the Association League uh, that we've got with Four Soccer Ventures happening at Optimus Studios every Thursday night. It's a really cool lifestyle and influencer league that we launched last week. It's in season three of that. We had it before the pandemic. We brought it back now was an amazing first match night and you can find uh, all of the information about scheduling and RSVPing at the Association League on, on social media. Um, they'll be posting links like that and you can see all the cool content coming out of that. And uh, also we got Black Star initiative coming up. So make sure you're following Black Star on Instagram as well to have, to be up to date because maybe they're in your market to do something cool. And Mark, I you know, I also heard you got yourself a little watch still, <laughs> man. I saw you on uh, my guy. Uh, yeah, man. My guy. Yeah, wow. Man. Yeah, man. Wow. Face of the brand. Yeah, I'll give you all the details. I mean, I saw them. They got this, they got the skeleton style stuff. Like I see. Yeah, I've seen some man. Of those yeah. yeah, man. Kustos. If you you looking at it, man, Kustos is the brand. Spell C V S T O S. Okay. You know, so I'll spell it out for you guys. But yeah, man. That's a neat little brand, you know, and I'm always interested. I love watches. So I was able to, to to link up with them, you know, become a brand ambassador. So uh yeah, in the future, you know, we'll we'll talk in, in the next episodes about uh I can't give you guys all the information, but yeah. I'll give you a little bit more each, well that's each, fair each and of episode. course you got to thank matt flores he puts it in every single time to make sure he gets his thanks uh but he deserves it yes you know, sir he's been trying to wrangle us back together two busy schedules and you know in between all of his big important meetings and his peloton rides uh he's doing he's doing the work <laughs> to keep us going so appreciate you matt producing this one and uh of course mark we wish you all the best in this camp it's a it's a big deal and i'm not gonna lie dude if it was me i would not be doing a podcast right now if i was in camp i'd be so terrified of anything so i appreciate you and respect you being part of this new generation of people that are that are you know using their voice to to bring people in a little bit closer to the game and drive that sort of next generation of fandom and a chance to to, to feel like they're part of this journey along with you like they've been um through all of the episodes that we've had with orange slices so uh, appreciate you mark until next time, we will see you guys later. Peace.